0: So this is fun. I'm, I'm, I'm ha- I knew we would have a good time. Um, I want to talk about I want to talk about dreams. I want to mm-hmm. talk about disruption and what you've observed that holds people back from mm-hmm. fulfilling the potential that they've got.
1: I think what I have found most holds people back is what is going on in their mind. So I don't want to, um, diminish the fact that people have different starting points. Um, you know, people have different levels of privilege, you know, where, where they were born, what time they were born, what gender they were born, you know, all those different things. So I don't want to diminish that, but if we, Um, but we all know people who have been born with very, very little and accomplished so, so much. And then we know people that from a privileged standpoint have been born with so much and accomplished so little. And so the differentiating factor is what do they believe about themselves? What do they believe about possibility? What do, what do they believe? And are they agentic? Do they believe that they can affect the future do they believe that they can change do they believe that they can grow do they believe that growth is their default setting or don't they and um and so if we that's the differentiating factor and and it always is going to come you know if you look at yourself and things that you might have wanted to have achieved and haven't quite yet and i look at as well you know, we can look at some percentage of this as a system, some percentages of this is the people around us. But what percentage is me, and almost always, there is, I have far more control over the outcome than I think I do that willingness to take 100% responsibility to act and not be acted upon. That is always going to be that differentiating factor. So, so again, don't want to diminish the starting point, but, but it, it ultimately comes down to, how we're choosing to think about ourselves and how we're choosing to think about the world.
0: So I'm smiling because the, the uh, masterclass that that we provide to our our clients, our members is called making your own weather. And it's all about agency. Yes. It's raining. Yes. It's cold. Yes. It's whatever. I'm not denying the reality of, of what is, Mm -hmm. and you can't control that the weather is what it is, but but you've always got control over your attitude, and you've always got control over your actions. You you have agency every moment of every day. My question for you, Whitney, is: Do you believe, or what's your experience with people being able to change their sense of agency, or mm. do people have a pretty hardwired? And it's if I don't believe I can change, I can't. Or can people be taught? No, actually you can change. You, you, you do have more agency than you.
1: You know, I, I think the answer is yes, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think about my own life. I, um, we do have certain wiring and so it's going to be easier for some people than others. But at the same time, I do believe that we can choose to change. We can make a decision that we're going to be hundred percent responsible for our life, that we, our brains are actually wired to change. Um, they, we, you know, we have the equipment to do that. And so it's a question of, are we going to make the decision to do it? Um, so, so yes, we can, every single person on this planet can, because that's how we were built and constructed. and, we need to make the decision that we're going to do it. And for some of us, it's going to be harder than others, um, but we still can do it.
0: Yeah. We can choose to change. That is such.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm speaking. Yeah. I feel like I'm speaking in generality. So if you. you No, 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 that's a great,
0: I'm I'm embracing that term. I think that's a really cool term. We can choose Mm -hmm. to, you can choose to change. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that that's an epiphany for a lot of people. And you know, just thinking about you know, disrupt yourself and things that are disruptive. You know, sometimes the way even the title implies, you know, you can disrupt yourself. Oftentimes we find, right. again, because of where we tend to meet people, is in job search, you know, they've been laid off or whatever's happened, that mm-hmm. they didn't choose the disruption, but they've you know turned it into a bit of finding exercise. So I wouldn't have chosen this for myself. On its face, but what's the good that can come out of this? And and yeah. so you start to find that creates hope, optimism, future, not looking back. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how that fits into how you think about stuff.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's interesting because I I have lost a job, and I think you know 25, probably to 30 percent of our population, you know, has lost a job at least. And um, my hypothesis actually is is that at some level we knew it was time for us to do something different, but we weren't quite ready to get there for whatever reason. And the universe yeah. kind of moved us along. And I also find, and I think this was the case for me, is that we often, when we do lose a job, when we look back if we're willing to be agentic and say okay not why am i here why did this happen but now that i'm here what do i want to do with this how do i want to turn this into a gift how do i want to make how am i going to choose to make meaning of this and this goes a little bit to some a priori assumptions that we might have about the universe. If we believe, and I do believe that we are on this planet to develop a character, to develop as a human being, then I can take a job loss and make meaning of it in a way that this is a gift for me to grow as a human being. And in the end, I will be um, a better person than I was when this happened. If I choose to, turn my constraint into, into a tool of creation.
0: Yeah. So this is very, you know, uh, in line with like Victor Frankl, right. Mm-hmm. In man's search mm-hmm. for meaning and mm-hmm. Logotherapy, which is finding meaning in things, which is different than finding blame or your know, other oh, yeah. avenues, other avenues. So finding you know, why am I a victim versus well, what, what's the meaning? How can I grow? How can I serve in the midst of what yeah. I've been presented with? That is so empowering for people. I think that is like one of life's biggest unlocks is mm-hmm. finding your purpose in this versus other alternatives that people could choose.
1: Yeah. And you know what I found for me, Bob, and, and I, I suspect this is true for most of us, is that there are certain places where we're actually really good at at having a growth mindset of, of making meaning of, oh, this happened and this was tough and here's what I figured out and here's what I learned. Mm-hmm and and we all not all but many of us also have achilles heels where there's are certain areas or certain pockets of our lives where when something difficult happens it's very challenging to go into that place of growth mindset so that's those are the real growth edges for us in terms of our as a human being and character and so i think it's very much a continuum like we talk about growth mindset but i think we all have a growth mindset until we don't and so it's in that <laughs> right <laughs> where we want to That's give ourselves much. compassion and say okay I in this in this particular arena I don't have a growth mindset so what do I want to do here and also I've been thinking a lot about compassion not self pity but compassion and saying I don't have a growth mindset here I, there probably for good reason, there was something that happened in my childhood that made it so I didn't. But now what, again, not why, but what do I want to do that, with this? Because that allows us to be an agent, not be a victim and and move forward as, as, as people.
0: Well, it's, it's, I'm probably being slowed getting to your party here, but you, even as you were describing sort of those edgy things uh-huh. is the opportunity to enter into an S-curve in that arena, that area of my life. But with the understanding that I'm not going to have mastery. In fact, I'm not even going to be in a flow state for maybe a while, but it's just the fact of starting and just embracing it. Like I'm just going to make little baby steps and we'll get there when we get there. But what I'm not going to do is opt out of being on that S curve.
1: Right. I'm not going to give up. I won't give up. I think that's, that's the key is like, I I'm going to, I'm going to, persist. And, you know, one of the things that will often happen with, you know, a new S curve that is that, you know, because it's so uncomfortable, and it feels painful in some ways of, of being uncertain. And, you know, when you're looking for a new job, there, we have to ask ourselves the question of, okay, so is this painful? And does this mean that it's the wrong S curve, because I'm super uncomfortable? Or does it just mean I haven't been here long enough to have enough data to know if it's going to make sense or not. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where, you know, our loved ones where our truth tellers where good coaching where the career club can come in of saying, actually, if I look at all your strengths, you know, you're, you're strategic, I look at all those things, it does make sense for you to be here. But you just haven't been here long enough. So Persist a little bit longer, um, get a little bit more data before you give up and decide this S curve or this this opportunity or this track isn't for you.
0: That's a great insight, and, and where we see that playing out a lot is by getting people in community, so mm-hmm. people are at different places on the S curve, yep. and and so being able to see, you know, Susan who's been in this just a little bit longer, who can be empathetic. And say, Whitney, I know how you feel. I felt the exact same way. What I found was, and you're gonna find it too, just don't mm-hmm. give up. And right. you know, some days we're the encourager, some days we we need the encouragement. But that's for me is the beauty of being in community mm-hmm. so that you don't just get lost in the fear, the doubt, the you know, whatever things might be trying to get you off that curve and to quit. Yep. Did, did yep. you find that In in kind of personal development, how important community really is.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 important. So, so you're, I I think, when I think about community, I I think of it in a, a number of different ways. So there can be the community of you're in. Um, on a team with other people, but I think if you're looking for a job, then maybe not the community. But you're creating these cohorts, and and that's why you we talk about different kinds of diversity you want to have. You know, it's going to be a lot harder for you from a coaching standpoint. Of if everybody's at the launch point, everybody just lost their job. That's difficult because everybody's having the same experience. But as you just pointed out, if I've got some people who are a little bit further along, they figured out what their message is. They're in the sweet spot. They're now just in that finding and identifying the right position for them, or they're, they've actually now taken a job and they're, you know, right before they started. So they're in mastery. There's that stabilizing influence of having people at different points along that S curve. So I think in that instance, the community is important. And then the community in terms of having truth tellers in our lives of saying, I know you lost your job and this feels absolutely horrible, but it doesn't mean that you're not Worthy. It doesn't mean that you're not worthwhile. It doesn't mean that you don't matter. And that's where the community of family and friends becomes very, very important because when we lose a job, it's a very fragile place. It's a very, our identity has completely been dismantled at some level, because work is so much a part of our identity. And we really do not only need that community of, okay, here's the process, the functional part of doing this, but the loved ones around us to shore us up and help us feel like, no, you still matter. It's just that you're in a a liminal space, and you're, you're going to figure it out. I know you can figure it out.
0: Yeah, that's really spot on. And, and it's yes, at the onset of the process. But the way I say it is the row T S is littered with no. So there is mm-hmm. a lot of rejection that goes mm-hmm. on along the way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we talk, we use a, a little acrostic about keeping even keel, K-E-E-L, yeah. know that you're going to land. Emotional ups and downs are part of the ride. Mm-hmm. Expect the best from yourself and from others. And the L is let go of the past. Being mm-hmm. angry and metastasize mm-hmm. anger is bitterness. Yeah. I think it's Nelson Mandela bitterness is like swallowing poison and waiting for your enemy to die. So you're just, yeah. you just, you've you got to let go of the past. You've got to be you know, future forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we need that for the whole duration because it is a very bumpy ride getting to the next role and trying to do that by yourself tends to be challenging for a oh. lot of people.
1: Oh, I, I wouldn't you argue that it's pretty much in. Possible to do it by yourself? I mean, the cobbler's children has no shoes. It's very difficult to identify what your strengths are. It's very difficult to figure out what your message is. I mean, have you ever met anybody who can do that job search by themselves?
0: Uh, I haven't. The, the The issue is you just helping people understand this is this is going to get you to where you want to be in a better way, in a faster way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but but when people are in job search, there's a lot of fear. That's yeah. associated with
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: And, 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 a fear lot of and stress. Shame, right well there's fear confusion i don't even know what to do because it's not even a defined process there's shame which mm-hmm. is very key and there's mm-hmm. there's anger and, and you know upset so and all yeah. those kind of spire and you know crop up at different levels you know in different times but the reality of just being under financial pressure Mm-hmm. That people feel and why aren't you investing in something? Because I'm afraid to, because, mm-hmm. you know, financially, I don't feel like I'm in a place where I can do that. And so people would acknowledge the benefits. There's just a fear of stepping yeah. out.
1: Yeah, and, it's and, quite and a cocktail. It's quite a cocktail. Yeah, it is.
0: it is. I want to be respectful of your time because it, this is, this oh, is yeah. amazing. With I want to think just a little bit about action steps. So, mm-hmm. so if, if we can agree, and if somebody listening to this, this podcast, or watching us on YouTube, it's like, that sounds really inspiring, but I still feel kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. What are just one, two, three kind of practical things, Whitney, that, that you might encourage somebody that they could do pretty much today yeah. to start to make progress to the life that they really want to be living?
1: Okay. Yeah. So I would say the first thing is, is to, uh, draw out the S curve that we talked about and to see where you are. And if you're at the launch point of the curve, um, to just know that this is normal and that in fact, you're growing really quickly. Um, you just can't see it. And so to, uh, pull out a picture of yourself when you were really young and look at it and say i wouldn't beat up this 5 year old i wouldn't beat up this 8 year old why am i beating up myself right now and just say mm-hmm. i'm in i'm doing this new thing and i'm feeling really uncomfortable and this is normal and and it's going to be okay so that would be the first thing that i would I would encourage people to do. The second thing would be is um, sometimes when we're in that place of confusion and, you know, I'm not sure what to do, um, we start to set too big of goals. And so I would, you know, harness Mm -hmm. the power of dopamine. Dopamine kicks in when you um, get this upside surprise. And so if you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm going to, you know, reach out to five people today. Um, And look for a job, maybe it's not five people, maybe it's I'm going to draft a really bad draft of an email that I want to send to someone, I'm going to check it on chat GPT, have someone else look at it, and I'm going to send it to someone that feels somewhat safe to send it to. So that you're making it even smaller, like give yourself such small goals that will only take you a couple of minutes just to start to build that momentum and build that, that confidence. Um, and then the third thing that I would really encourage you to do is, um, if you're not already, uh, go outside, um, and exercise, take a walk, be outdoors for even 15 minutes. And I'm going to give you fourth thing is to be aware of your- yeah. You be aware of your, your language that you're using of, I, I have to, or I'm bad at, um, your language, the power of your words is what creates your reality. And so, um, use words like I choose, um, if you want to use the words, I am the, that, you know, I am smart or I am figuring this out. I haven't figured it out yet. And so really be aware of your self-talk And if you find yourself using self-talk that isn't positive, say, oh, I just noticed I'm using not positive self-talk. Don't beat yourself up, but just be aware of it. Mm -hmm. And so those would be my four suggestions of things that you can do today, right now, that will help you have that mindset that you want and need to move off the launch point of this curve and go into your next gig, your next job, your next opportunity, which if you will... Use this as an opportunity, this constraint as a tool of creation. It will allow you to be more of who you are and turn into possibility and um, an even happier life than you currently have because you t- took this opportunity and made it and 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 used it as a gift.
0: Wow. Whitney, really? I can't do better than that. I'm, I'm going to end on a very, very high note. I think I could talk to you for hours and hours. Uh, there, there's so much... Uh, that you're offering so much value that you're delivering to individuals, to companies, to your clients. If people want to learn more about you and your company, what's the best way to do that?
1: Mm -hmm. I think the the best way is we have a website it's the the disruption advisors.com if you want to learn more about you know me generally you can listen to the podcast but a a good starting place is to go just to our website and poke around we have certification in smart growth we we do coaching we do offsites Um, we have a tool and assessment that allows you to see where you are on the s curve and also see what the weather is like um, and Mm -hmm. assess if, if it's conducive to growth so those are all some just different ways that we we could engage.
0: Awesome, and I would uh, just throw in please follow Whitney on LinkedIn. I think you've got one point billion uh, followers, one point eight million. I think seriously, I've, I've really enjoyed following you. you. You post regularly; it's always encouraging, mm-hmm. uplifting, but instructive, and mm-hmm. uh, I find great value in that. So thank you so much for spending some time with us today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Bob.
0: No, thank you. And thanks, everyone, for watching. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and comment. If you're listening to this on audio on your favorite podcast platform, please rate and review. It really does help. And with that, Whitney, thank you again. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you.